all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with me, Nat, and Big Hair Justin. How are y'all doing? You need to definitely, definitely make sure you watch this episode on video so you can check out Justin's <laughs> hair. You know what they say, Big Hair don't care. Ew. <laughs> you got big hair, too, so. Yes, I know, but I always true. have big hair. That's true. Um, Justin got a little fro. What made you switch up the hair, Justin? You got a hot date? I'm just, nah, I'm just in between styles right now. Probably. Ooh, y'all hear yeah. that? In between styles. <laughs> y'all probably do my hair uh, next few days or something. You go you go to someone to do your hair, Justin? It depends. If it's braids, yeah. If it's like a two-strand twist, I just do it myself. Oh, you know how to do the two-strand twist? So when you have a daughter, you'll be able to do her hair. Yeah, depending on the style. (laughs) (laughs) We might just be brushing and ponytailing it. Okay. Well, yes, you have very nice, healthy hair, Justin. It's looking good. Thank you. Thank you. Trying to. Trying. You're very welcome. (laughs) All right, y'all. But for real, let's get into it. The Warriors, Justin, so far are undefeated in the preseason 3-0. They have now played the Lakers twice, once at Chase, the other in the cursed, cursed, what is the name of that arena now? TheCrypto.com. I just can never do it. In the cursed Staples Center. (laughs) And uh, then they played the Kings, went to overtime, but won. Mm -hmm. They are 3-0. And there's a lot. There's a lot to get into. Um, so where would you like to begin, Justin? Would you like to begin with the fact that everybody's jumping on your year three leap take for both Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody? Do you want to start there or do you want to start somewhere else? You know, it's all um, up to you. <laughs> I mean, we can start there. We can start there. Like I, I've been I've been telling people, and then I mean, there's other takes that I've had over the summer that we have to wait on and see. But um, you feeling yeah. good about them? Feeling good about them. Okay. Feeling good about them. Feeling well, let's start with Kaminga because I do think he's been in an off season. Well, not an off season because we're in the preseason now, but in a preseason where people were so focused on what Chris Paul was going to look like with the Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga has stolen the show in this preseason, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He is putting up astronomical numbers. And to me, they are numbers that are going to have to force the Warriors to consider playing him a good chunk of minutes, you know, if it continues like that. And yes, 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 we all get it. It's preseason. But I mean, he's scoring close to 30 um, efficiently. He's knocking down some threes. His free throws could get a little better. But overall, he's been attacking. We need to get those rebounds up some. But he's been playing well, Justin. He's been playing well. Um, And, I mean, the Warriors need that. Now, obviously, he's probably playing more right now than he would once they start because we know the starters and everyone are going to play more minutes. But if he's giving you this kind of production and output, he should be having the same amount of minutes that Jordan Poole was having last year, in my opinion. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, a few probably like a week ago, I made the comparison to him. I mean, of him to Jordan and Chris Paul to Otto Porter. Um, I think that's just kind of like the dynamic that's going to be at play for this team to be the most successful. Where Chris Paul kind of just sets the table for Kaminga, but Kaminga is the the ceiling raiser, um, young piece that can just do things that other people on the team can't do, and that it kind of fills a need for the team. And um, yeah, probably somewhere around 20-ish minutes a game when the entire team is healthy and in playing and then pushing up 30-ish when somebody's out is probably like the sweet spot for him right now. Yeah, so I mean, what kind of um, output, if he's playing somewhere in that range, are you expecting from him in terms of points? What is he averaging? What is his stat line looking like? Mm -hmm. I think he'll be somewhere around 13, 14 a game. Um, you know, I mean, you can try to, I guess, uh, translate that to like per 36, something like 20-ish or something a game. Like like kind of like how Jordan was doing. Like when he played with the starters and played starters minutes, he usually put 20, 20 plus up. And if he was playing off the bench, um, it was closer to like 14, 13, but in a limited, you know, span against second units and stuff like that. And if he's playing well, he'll play more minutes, probably finish some games and stuff like that. So the sky's the limit for him. He's still really young, so he makes young guy mistakes still. He's had a few of those in the preseason. But I think overall, you got to be happy with the ceiling that you can see on him. Like, it's already jumping off the page, athleticism, um, attacking the paint, getting free throws. That's another huge thing that Jordan brought that Kaminga can now bring. Um, and just offensive versatility as a scorer, as a screener, and just other things. And they call fouls for him. So that's why we yeah. need him to make them. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to call fouls. He's such a physical specimen. Like, he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, like 210-ish. Um, kind of wiry, but still strong and super explosive. And then once he's running in transition, guys can't stay in front of him. And if they do stay in front of him, he's kind of, like, going through your chest. So you kind of – you got to foul. Like, he's just too explosive. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to get – he's going to draw a ton of free throws. Um and they're going to be authentic. Like they're going to be because guys can't physically match him. Either they're too slow or they're too weak. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be a high free throw rate type of guy for sure. Love that for us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> love that for him and love that for the team and love that for us, the fans who watch. Um, so I saw like um, some takes on Twitter X, whatever but i've seen a few of them so like one was um you know being like see this is why i'm not sold on us needing chris paul or blah 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 the 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 you know basically the moves they made because like look at how john big coming is playing now so it's just like he doesn't need all this chris paul's gonna raise his level if they don't need that and i was just like hmm i don't think that the way he's playing right now doesn't mean that chris paul won't still elevate him even more um, I think people need to remember that this is the preseason and when like games are real, it'll be harder competition out there. He'll be defended differently. It's his first year, not his first year, but like if he does continue like this, this will kind of be like his leap, his breakout year. So it'll be interesting to see how teams guard him. Whereas like, you know, with Jordan Poole that first year, the second year they came back and now teams were like, you know, scheming for him a little bit more. So um, I expect, you know, Jonathan coming good to like perform well, but I still expect Chris Paul to to elevate him. I don't think that those are like mutually exclusive things. 
Definitely not. And like you just said, it's preseason. They've given him a super long leash, like to ISO all he wants. And so many plays have run through him. His usage is kind of through the roof right now. And he's had a few turnovers. You know, his decision-making needs to improve. You know, like I said, he's a young guy. Like he gets a little bit bolster sometimes and, t- and tries to isolate players he probably shouldn't in, in that moment. So having Chris Paul definitely will uh, reel him in a little bit and have him be put in more advantageous situations more often. So that he doesn't feel the need to go ISO like that. Yeah. And just someone to tell him like, yo, you probably shouldn't isolate Anthony Davis on the block. Like that's not going to go well. You probably shouldn't try to ISO LeBron. Like, um, I mean, you can try him, but we can probably get a better shot, stuff like that. Like there's been a few instances where he goes kind of like a bull in the China shop and just like loses the ball a little bit and stuff like that. So I think Chris Paul is going to help with that. And like Chris Paul has been largely saying for the training camp media and stuff like that, like he's there to help the entire team. He's not necessarily there just to help Kaminga. Like obviously that's a huge thing that he can do. Um, and that can be a piece that swings the ceiling of the team. But the team in general needs additional ball handling, like Kaminga or not. We saw last year in the playoffs, Kaminga wasn't even playing and they needed someone who can handle the ball and run the offense outside of Steph Curry. Like once he sat, the offense went down the drain because guys just weren't playing well who were supposed to be in that role. So like the team needs a Chris Paul type of player. You know, we've seen pods do it in the, in the preseason, but he's a rookie. Um, They need ball handling outside of Steph. That's just something that's apparent, right? Like, is is it is clear as day. So whether Kaminga is there playing with Chris Paul or or sitting on the bench or Chris Paul starts or whatever the case may be, he isn't really tied to Kaminga's minutes. They still need Chris Paul. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Well, you brought up ceilings, and so there was another tweet, um, and I think you and I both engaged with it, and we had slightly different takes, but nonetheless, we both disagreed with the person's tweet. Um, and it was about the fact that, like, based on watching, um, Chris Paul only raises the Warriors floor and not their ceiling. And so I think you responded and were like, he raises the floor and ceiling. I responded and I was just like, well, I don't really see the issue with that, even if that's true, because the Warriors ceiling was always championship, like with their core, it was always championship. So it's not like they had a ceiling that was low. Their ceiling was a championship. Um, And I said, I think the bigger issue that needed to be raised was the floor anyway, more so than their ceiling. So if that's true and he's raising their floor, that is a good thing. Um, So I didn't really even see the issue with that, even if that was the takeaway. So I don't know if I agree that he only raises the floor, but I just, even if that were true, I think that's a good thing. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're correct. Like this team's floor last year was so, was so low. Um, it was, it was starters or bust. It was Steph or bust pretty much. Well, this year they have so many more options, uh, especially outside of the starting lineup that can help ease the load for their starters. So those guys are fresh in the playoffs and those guys ultimately are the team ceiling, right? The, 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 the five that we know, you know, very specific matchups can give them issues in different ways. So you need players who can fill in for one of the starters based on matchup. And that ultimately raises the team ceiling. Like we saw in 2022, they had the same starting five. Jordan came in when they needed additional ball handling and offense. 
Gary came in when they needed additional athleticism on the perimeter and defense. And Otto came in when they needed a front court player that can make shots and stretch the defense out in a way that Looney and Draymond can't. So he could play with Looney or Draymond. Whereas this year, they have Chris Paul in that Jordan pool role as far as ball handling goes. Gary is still Gary. Kaminga is more so that front court player that can finish plays and Dario Kanda as well. So they just have those same options, but you it is absolutely necessary that you have that ball handling option, right? It might not be the best option against a team like the Lakers with a ton of defense and size um, in their front line and on their perimeter as well. But you can absolutely use him against a team like Dallas or like um, uh, Memphis or something like that, where you just want some extra offense out there because Memphis's defense on the interior is a little bit too much to handle um, with just Steph as your, as your primary ball handler. So it's just different matchups that's going to work and have different options. That's all I really, really need um, is options outside of their starters. So that's, that's why I think Chris Paul, along with Gary, along with Kaminga, along with Sarge raises their floor, especially in the regular season, but it also raises their ceiling because it gives them different options for different matchups in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've liked everything that I've seen so far from um, Kaminga in the in the preseason, and I think it bodes well for how the Warriors' year is looking. So, really excited and happy for him. He seems to also be in a good place. Excuse me, sorry about that. Which is important, right? Because we've heard mixed things about him, but he seems to be in a good place. Team seems to be pleased with him. I would say by the way they're sort of centering him and focusing on him in this preseason, that is an indication of that they plan to utilize him um, in the regular season. So these are all like really good things and and positives. Um, In terms of, you talked about some things, you know, his decision-making, you know, that needs to improve some other things. Anything else you see that should be a focus for him or that he should be working on. I know I mentioned rebounding. I still think he needs to grab some more boards, but anything else? Um, defensive attention. Like he's one of the, I think, and I think it all tie, ties in together. Like he'll try to make a play offensively and he's so hell bent on making that play that if it doesn't go right, like he turns it over or misses a shot or doesn't, doesn't get a foul call. He has a tendency to like redirect that aggression towards a singular point on the on a defensive end like he's like i'm just going to get it back all in this possession i'm going to pick this guy's pocket or i'm going to strap him down and then he might lose sight on like oh his man is actually behind him or something like that so he's kind of laser focused a little bit too much on defense at times when he's off the ball um so that's the only thing that i think defensively he needs to really work on i i like the way he's been crashing like i think in general um teams shoot so many jump shots that it's just hard to like really get in there and grab as much grabbing them rebounds i want to hear that justin but pods is the thing is pods is a guard so like he can he can track down the the far rebounds you know what i'm saying like there's so many more long rebounds in today's nba because guys are shooting so many threes that it's harder for bigs to get like as many rebounds they used to unless you're (laughs) unless you're looney but he, he just grabs everything but um yeah i think defensive attentiveness that's one thing and and then like offensive uh pace decision making stuff like that but i think chris paul is going to help with the offense and draymond is going to make sure that he's where he's supposed to be on defense so i think it's not really going to be that much of an issue okay all right well with that said 
I think it's only right that Kaminga got his own time and his own special, personal, only Kaminga segment. Because like I said, he's been the star. He's been the the story of the Warriors preseason. In my opinion, I think he's been the story of the preseason. But he is not the only player who's been playing well. So let's 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 talk about some more of them. Let's talk about your boy, your boy Moody. Let's get into Moses Moody, Moody Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Moses Moody because he has been also um, pretty efficient. Um, Just Mm. all around good play from him. Um, And it's also a good sign because he was another person we were relying on and felt it necessary to take a year three leap. So it's mm-hmm. looking like he's on track to do the same. What are you seeing from Moses that you really like? Um, steadiness, consistency. Like, I mean, his nickname is stay ready for a reason. He doesn't. Hey! Really- <laughs> hey! <laughs> he, don't really, he don't really play outside of himself. Like he doesn't do anything like the, the things that, Kaminga can do sometimes getting himself in trouble, like trying things. It's part of the reason why Kaminga is, you know, such has such a high ceiling, but it's on the opposite end. Moody reels himself in a lot more, which is a part of the reason why his floor is so high. That's why he got playoff minutes and he doesn't really hurt you when he's when he's playing in high leverage moments. Um, I would like to see him explore his own skill set a little bit more in certain situations, right? I think sometimes he might drive or He'll do the D Lee thing where he'll like pump fake and drive a little bit. And he's he'll think to himself, oh, I probably can't finish his layup. So he dribbles back out and passes it, which kind of eats some clock. And I think he's talented enough to, you know, try some things. But other than that, just stays ready, like hits open shots, doesn't shoot bad shots on three's defense. Looking good. Three's looking good. Like I've, I've been said, I think his mechanics and like his mentality, I think he'll be hovering around 40% probably at his at his best. You know, he should be around 40% this year with the looks that he's going to get. Um, running in transition, active on defense, active hands. So, I mean, I think he's he's an underrated defender. I think he's going to surprise some people this year defensively with the things that he can do. He's kind of like an Andre disciple with how he uses his hands. So, um, yeah, he's just been solid. Like, that's just the name of the game with Moses Moody, just very solid. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy for Moody. He deserves that. Um, and I mean, honestly, he's been showing, he's been showing now for the past two seasons that he can contribute and help. It was really, mm-hmm. really ridiculous that he wasn't having more time. So we're not going to rehash all of that. It's a new season, but um, Moses Moody, Moody Moses, looking good, <laughs> good. Stay ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, while Corey Joseph has been out, Pods is like, mm, y'all need to take a look at me. <laughs> That's going to become an interesting conversation because he played very well, very well in the preseason. Mm. Yeah, he's been hooping. He's so, he's really smart, really smart, really skilled. Um. I think the most that's been on was been on display is his feel for the game. I know Kerr loves that term, feel for the game, because um, his shot still is coming along. I think he's been more focused on getting everybody else involved rather than hunting his own shot. Right. So it's kind of affected his rhythm a little bit, but he gets in the paint whenever he wants to. And once he gets in there, he's not rushed. He's not panicky. Makes he makes the right plays. Yeah. yeah, he makes good decisions, 
fakes passes and then throws the pass to an open guy, manipulates defenses. So he's great rebounder. He, yeah, he does it all. Like I, I put on the timeline, I think maybe a, a two weeks ago or something like that. I think his ceiling is somewhere like a, like a D'Lo Dante kind of hybrid where he just Dante grabs a bunch of rebounds, scrappy, not super, super duper athletic, but um, a little quick, strong, isn't afraid to take charges, get his nose dirty. And then D'Lo, the way he kind of snakes pick and rolls and can manipulate defenses and lefty jump shooter. I think that's, pod ceiling which is a really good player if he's if he's that right so um i'm been super impressed with him so far yeah and you know what i like he has the right mindset you know he's like i'm here to be a role player i'm here to essentially Mm -hmm. you know he's saying the right things and understands what he's supposed to be on this team and that's definitely a good thing you know i know that's how everybody expected jonathan coming to be and i maintain that i didn't expect jonathan coming to have that mindset like you're a lottery pick you mm-hmm. fell like you're you have the potential to be an all-star level player in this league like no he's not gonna expect he's not going to have the same mindset as pods but pods has a really good mindset um he wants to win so um all good things something else that i've really enjoyed about the preseason is that like a lot of these games have been won with these guys right like in the second game with the Lakers, it was our bench. It was the young guys who basically, like, plus GP2, but came in and sort of was just like, all right, like, they were maintaining leads. They were growing leads. They, um, you know, got us back into games. I mean, they've been tremendous. And I get it. Again, it's preseason, but it's like, that's just like a refreshing thing to see, you know, for us. We know how it goes with the Warriors. So, um, that was definitely a welcome sight. And um Gary Payton the second being healthy is a welcome sight. And like him, I mean, there's lots of little duos and connections you're seeing, but like I like the GP2 and pods on the court together. They're both like you know, instant impact guys. They come in there and they're disruptive and they just impact the game. And I've enjoyed watching that. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing preseason is good for other than obviously guys building a rhythm is it's kind of showing you how deep your team could be, like potentially. Um, I mean, I've been on record saying I think the Warriors have the deepest team of any contender in the league. Um, I think they have legitimately 10 guys that can play in a playoff game and make a positive impact. And then now we're seeing with pods and TJD, like potentially two more guys, at least in a regular season, that can be major positive impact players. So that was a hallmark of the 2022 team. If you look up and down that roster, the on-off net ratings or the, the, the on-court net ratings for like 10, 12 guys was positive. That's unheard of, right? You never see that many guys on a team get on the court and win their minutes. And that's why they won 53 games, even with their team pretty much not being healthy all season. So I think they'll have a similar level of depth this year. And um, it's just showing in how they're closing these games out with two-way players and rookies and and beating other teams' rotational players and stuff like that. So uh, super excited, I mean, for Pods and for Trace. For sure. Trace has looked good, too. I, I, you know, I feel like he's a little bit more underrated story because of just how much, you know, Kaminga and the others have been doing. But we... I mean, I think we all and Kerr sort of made it clear, like, we expect Trace to get minutes, you know? I mean, he's going to have to be one of our bigs. So Mm -hmm. he's going to see minutes and 
he has a feel already that seems like he can get on the court and, and help out a little bit. Yeah. I like his defensive feel, especially he's a little jump happy, right? When he's trying to, he's trying to go for box and stuff like that. He'll get better at that. But I think his angles that he takes when he's guarding screens, um, his ability to be physical with bigger guys when they play the Kings, um, uh, they, he, he was matched up with Alex Lynn at the end of the game. And Alex Lynn is a huge guy. He's like seven foot, really big dude. And he's just like boxing him out, getting him out of the way, rebounding over him. Um, so I, I like Trace's upside. He's, He's one of those guys who isn't seen as having a ton of upside because he doesn't have a jump shot and he's like a 24-year-old rookie or something like that. But I think he can get a lot better. Those be the best rookies. Those be the best Right. Those be the the immediate impact guys, right? I think he can in some ways be like a loony type, but like with bounce, like with some some pop to his athleticism. Um, I want to say he ran a screen and roll against the Lakers with Steph. And obviously, AD jumped out to Steph, and he and Steph dropped down to TJD, and he jumped right into AD's chest and laid it up, like and one. So if he can provide some of that pick and roll pop to the rim, that's huge because guys like that always have high impact with the Warriors in short stints, like JaVale and even sometimes Jordan Bell and Damian Jones looked like good players with that type of stuff. So yeah, I think the sky's the limit for for both of our young guys, even though they were seen as low ceiling type of flyer picks when they were made when they were picked in the draft this year yeah I mean right now when I think of our roster I don't really see and obviously you gotta let the regular season start but I don't see anyone who shouldn't get minutes right now in the regular season which is a great issue to have Mm -hmm. but you know, I just, I don't see it. And that's without even going to potential two ways. Like, I just don't see, like, every single person right now of the 13 players who are definitely signed, they should all see minutes. I mean, we were thinking it was going to be pods, but I think he's made his case for why that should not be the case. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that's going to all play out. And it's interesting because you can tell like Kerr likes what he sees from pods and that's the kind of player he likes and trusts. But you also brought in Corey Joseph. And, you know, when you bring in guys like that for those deals, they they sort of want to like honor them. So it's, it's, you know, but like we know there's gonna be like rest nights for Chris Paul, right? So like to me, the, those are definite nights where like you can see both of them. But um, it's just gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out. We don't know what Corey Joseph looks like, so I mean, he could play himself out of his spot, but um, he's a solid NBA vet, so I don't think he will. So it's gonna really be interesting. Yeah. To see how Kerr is gonna handle that. Yeah, I think out the gate, Corey Joseph will probably start in – I mean, I don't even know if Corey Joseph or Paz will be in the rotation when once the season starts, right? It's only 48 minutes available at point guard, and Steph and CP are going to probably eat all of those minutes up um, unless they're just blowing a team out or something. But I do think Corey Joseph will start out higher than Paz in the depth chart. Yeah, And then eventually it'll, it might flip, kind of like JTA and Kaminga a few years ago. You know, because JTA was like, okay, you're a guy, you're a veteran, you know our system, but Kaminga is obviously a guy that we view as a long-term piece, higher upside than you, um, probably better than you right now. 
So I think the similar dynamic is going to happen with, with Kojo and, and Pods. But thankfully, I think Corey Joseph is a guy who necessarily wouldn't mind that. Obviously, everybody wants to play, but I don't think he's going to be a locker room uh, bad vibes guy. So I, I, they prioritize vibes and, and professionalism. And I think that's what they're going to get this season, even with the team loaded with so many players who can actually play. For sure. For sure. 